Welcome to another episode of the Negative Positives Podcast. And now, I'm your host, Mike Williams. Now I'm just goofing with you. I'm drinking cheap-ass beer with the real host, Mike Gutterman. Hey, Gutterman, you're on. All right, folks, we're going to get right to everyone's favorite co-captains, starting all the way out in Los Angeles, California, La La Land, the City of Angels, Mr. Andre Dominguez. How you doing tonight, Andre? Uh, Andre? All right, uh, we're going to keep moving to uh, Pennsylvania or uh, uh, Iceland. No, uh, uh, Virginia. None other than Jess Jones, who is Yesy, uh, Yesy Ones on Instagram or whatever. And finally, making her third or fourth triumphant return, like a bad penny, all the way from, uh, uh, let's see, uh, all the way from Albuquerque, California, this is Roxana Angles. All right, folks. Uh, this first segment's already already run a little long, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna take us a little break so I can water my thorny bush. We will be right back, folks. Hello, and welcome to the Negative Positives Podcast, Episode Three Seventy Five. I'm your host, Mike Gutterman, coming to you from the Gutterman Cave here in Louisville, Kentucky. It is the Monday episode, and it's gonna be a little bit of a different Monday episode, but we'll get to that in a second. First of all, I want to give a huge thanks out to Mr. Dave Mahali, the old camera guy. You know him, you love him. He's all over the YouTube's uh, as the old camera guy. Just a great person in our community, and just that's just a nice little uh, funny uh, intro to the intro competition for this uh, uh this podcast and still got a couple more uh intro uh submissions in and i'd like to we'll be playing those in the next couple of shows but you know, i could always use it some more so if you guys are still on the fence about getting into this contest it's really simple just record an intro making fun of us hopefully making fun mostly andre and then um you can uh, send that audio file to negpositives at gmail.com. I will expertly uh, edit the music behind it and make it sound like a professional intro because, you know, the show is all about professionalism. And uh, so and you can get involved in the, the intro competition. And we're going to keep doing this as, as long as we keep getting intros. And then at some point when we feel like they've dried up. When the well is dry, we'll have Mr. Mike Williams, who is the one that kind of uh, helping us put on this whole contest, uh, pick a winner because, you know, he was like the one that kind of classic, classic, classically and historically uh, kind of made some really just uh, fantastic intros for the show in the past. So that's how we got this idea. And so Mike's going to actually pick the winner and give uh, the winner a the big wiener, a, a Hoga that used to be owned by Mr. Andre Dominguez. So, uh, you know, that right there, that's like worth a, it's weight in gold, something that. Uh, Andre fingered is always uh, something. <laughs> oh, something you want to have in your life, I think. But uh, <laughs> steam clean first, please. <laughs> so, and then maybe there, there might be some rows of film, whatever Mike uh, Williams can find in his junk drawer, or I mean his treasure chest, as he called it, uh, to uh, send to the big wiener. So uh, there's still some time, folks. Get some, get some of those, uh, get some more intros in here. But thanks to, to Dave Mahali for uh, the intro to this week's uh, intro competition. So 
Uh, there you go. Uh, I think, uh, bef- well, let me get the, uh, who, what's happening here? Um, it's a Monday night show. It's, it's kind of a, this is not a show with a, with a guest. This is where the hosts get together, talk about what we've been up to. And then we'd have some listener, in- listener interaction from people in the community. Uh, well, uh, Roxana angles couldn't make it. Uh, and also Jess Jones could also not make it. So I thought it was just going to be me and Andre, the gruesome twosome back at it. So, uh, uh, but <laughs> we decided, you know, um, uh, me and Andre talked on the phone for like two or three hours last night or, and, and so we, we probably uh, technically probably blew our wad already so we, 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 were, <laughs> we, were afraid, we were afraid that we might not have anything to talk about so i thought well you know what let's just let's 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 open up the uh the, go below deck here and uh and open and unlock the cabin boy uh uh quarters and uh let let mr let mr mike kukovica uh from the drunk dark room on instagram let's let him out out of his little box and uh and let him uh, come up on on the on the upper deck for some air some fresh air uh to join us for this podcast so uh i guess i should should let you know right now that uh first of all that's who's on the show tonight so <laughs> mr andre Dominguez all the way out in los angeles california la la land the city of angels how you doing tonight andre doing well mike that was uh quite the quite the intro <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, it started off with a bang, is what I, is what I like to do. But uh, uh, so, <laughs> uh, and, and of course, our our illustrious cabin boy uh, up on the up on the upper deck now. Uh, uh, <laughs> and I, 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 you know, I think just for tonight, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take the cabin boy hat off, and I think I'm just gonna make you like a a chocolate chocolatey cocoa captain, and uh, I'm gonna it's I'm gonna let you sit on the on the throne of Jess Jones, and uh, and that is uh, no small feat. See where I went. See where oh, I went there. See where I, I don't. I don't know that I can do that, Mike. I. I. That's those are some big shoes to fill, man. <laughs> I don't. I, they're, they're certainly not flip flops, but they're they're big shoes. I, are, are you I, saying I, she has big feet? Uh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. Um, Oops, I think you're. I think you'll be able to step up to the task. <laughs> See what you did there. You you just gotta, you just gotta come in with confidence and plant yourself down firmly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, one step uh, at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as long as you're, as long as you toe the line here. uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, how you doing tonight, sir? Oh, I am very honored that you had me back again, Mike. So thank you very much. Oh well, thanks for helping us out, man. It would have been a a little little bit lonely, and uh, might have been, I might have had to insert a bunch of cricket noises uh, between pauses with me and Andre just here by ourselves. So uh, you know, I think it's, it's make my editing. Well, actually, I probably won't make my editing any easier. But uh, so I don't know. By the time I get done with you, you're gonna have a lot of work, I'm sure. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but one thing, uh, all joking aside, I guess this is kind of a strange way to have to segue this. But one thing we wanted to get out, uh, we have uh, posted it on some social media. And, of course, I'm sure everyone is aware of this. But uh, personally, um, uh, all the folks here at Negative Positives would like to uh, uh, give our uh, sincerest uh, condolences um, and just our thoughts and prayers to uh, the family uh, and friends and the Sunny 16 uh uh, host uh, uh, from the uh, due to the death of John Whitmore, uh, he was one of the uh, co-hosts of the um, Sunny Sixteen podcast, and he passed away. Uh, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago now, but it's been since our last episode. So, uh, definitely wanted to um, 
just kind of get out our condolences about that. I, I only had a couple interactions with John myself, uh, and he seemed like a super pleasant guy. And, and, you know, it's, it's weird when you listen to podcasts as, as much as I do, you know, even if you haven't really personally interacted with someone or, or had a personal relationship with someone, you sort of feel like, you know, them maybe uh, better than you think you do because you're just so used to hearing them on, on the podcast. And so, uh, truly a, a big loss in the community. And I, uh, just can't imagine how hard it must be for uh, not only his friends and families, but the, the Sunday 16 gang uh, that, you know, used to having him on on their show and, 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 and catching up with uh, uh, on a weekly basis or whatever. It just I can't it can't, just can't uh, imagine how hard that must be. And again, my uh, well, I guess all of our thoughts, prayers, our condolences and just our um, sincerest sympathy to uh, uh, his family and friends and all his loved ones. Um, so, yeah. Uh, do you guys uh, want to say anything on that before I uh, move on? Um, no, I mean, I, I'm not sure there's anything that I can say that, that hasn't already been, uh, said by those that were closer to him and, and, you know, had, uh, a huge impact on, on their lives, uh, by John and the, and the kindness he showed to others and the education that he offered to others with regards to darkroom printing. Um, he'll be very missed by, uh, the... His, his family, close friends, and the community that, as you said, Mike, got to, to know him a little bit through the Sunny 16 uh, podcast and the Sunny 16 Presents podcast feeds. Um, we just, you know, our, our thoughts and prayers are with his uh, surviving wife and young daughter. Yes, and speaking of that, there is a... Uh uh, sort of a crowdfunding thing to uh, help raise some money to help out uh, his family, uh, particularly his daughter. Um, and uh, it's on like justgiving.com. Uh, I'm not going to read the uh, entire uh, uh, web address here. I'll put it in the show notes uh, for a link to um, uh, get to that to uh, help uh, raise some money to support um, his uh, young daughter and uh, wife as they go through this, um, I'm sure, terribly, uh, terrible and troublesome time. And um so I'll have that in the show notes. Um, so there you go. It'll, but it'll be the link that's uh, justgiving.com. So uh, there you go. But all right. Hey, well, hey, I just can I say one thing? Yeah, sure thing, Mike. Hey, if you, if you love somebody, tell them right now. Don't wait. You might not get another chance. Not to sound preachy, but like, you know, you never know. And that's a good example. I um, Today... Today, the fifteenth, one of uh, is the birthday of one of my former colleagues. And the guy ended up falling, hitting his head, had an aneurysm, and died just out of the blue. Same thing. Oh. And this was like two years ago, and he was one of the the best guys at our company. And I mean, uh, it just and so John is the same thing. And you know, you don't we're we're kind of fixated on what's going on with with cancer and stuff. But I mean, man, he can have a bad day and end up dead. So. I don't know. I just, you know, if you love people, just make sure they know it. That's, Absolutely. That's, uh, but you already know that. I'm sure everyone listening to this already knows it. But don't hold back. I mean, you can hold back or you can decide to not hold back. And, I, and from my point of view, I, I don't want to hold back. So anyway, I don't uh, mean to get mushy right off, but it's just uh, it's just so sad. It is. And I, I will go ahead and say, and I'm going to go ahead and be mushy. Mike and Andre, I love you guys. So there you go. There you go. Hey, I love you guys brother. too, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and I guess um, we should talk about um, 
uh, what we've been up to. And that's kind of what we do on these episodes. So uh, we always start with Andre. And this one, I, I mean, I kind of think I should just turn the floor over to both of y'all because you all did just have your uh, celebrate your anniversary uh, trip. And uh, so and I just kind of want to hear uh, a little about that. But we'll let Andre start it off and we'll just see all about their uh, their their lovely, uh, you know, uh, anniversary. Uh, see how that went. So <laughs> we will absolutely be talking about our delightful and uh, very romantic anniversary trip <laughs> out to Route 66. But before I get that, I'm going to jump forward in the timeline to the the, the post-trip uh, period in which I have been uh, doing some pretty extensive uh, testing of the Intrepid Enlarger products, both the Compact Enlarger, which we just received our uh, Kickstarter reward for, as well as the uh, second version of the 4x5 Enlarger product, which just kind of attaches onto any Graflox style 4x5 camera in order to allow you to um, enlarge and print negatives from 35 up to 6x9. Overall, it's been very interesting to play around with uh, the, the two of those, see the inspiration that Intrepid had from using an actual 4x5 camera as the body of the enlarger to coming up with a much smaller, much more dedicated uh, you know, device in their little compact enlarger that is easier to load the film into, um, just overall is more portable. I've been playing around with putting them on a variety of different copy stands that Cinestill sells, trying to find something that, that works really well. And I would love to say that uh, as much fun as I have, have had with it and playing with all these parts, that I've found a copy stand that I really, really enjoy using with it. But sadly, I haven't. Um, there are for sure better copy stands out there than I currently have access to that I would love to try. But uh, sadly, I, I don't necessarily want to plop down a bunch of money to test them out. So... What I ended up doing was repurposing the base of an enlarger that we had at work, uh, this Unicolor um, B66 enlarger that has a, you know, a, a, a canted, like a, a tilted, um, you know, column, which, again, I found that compared to the, the straight-up vertical columns that you, you find with copy stands, Definitely, once you get to a certain enlargement size, you start kind of encroaching on the base of that column if it's just going straight up vertical. So um, I'm still in, in uh, very much interested in seeing if I can find a copy stand that I can readily recommend that people use with these two enlarger products. Um, but on the much kind of happier side of things, actually using it once it's set up and using that little control box with the the contrast filters that are you know just dialed in with little knobs and used the the RGB LEDs in there overall that was a fantastic experience uh, in terms of printing especially with split grade printing um, being able to kind of swap between contrast grades by just turning a, a knob instead of having to pull physical filters in and out while uh, I'm doing my localized test strips was a huge time saver. The built-in safe light was something that 
I didn't think I was going to, you know, really be focusing on in terms of uh, a, a huge, you know, positive um, feature of, of these two products. But given that I only currently have one safe light, it's been great because I can have one all the way in the bathroom where all my trays are. And then in my bedroom, which is actually where I'm making the uh, exposures of the paper, the safe light built into the little control box itself illuminates the room pretty darn well. So I've been very happy with uh, using it. Still trying to figure out um, a few things that will help me be able to recommend it more readily and, and be able to say, you know, this is the copy stand I recommend. These are the enlarger lenses that I recommend um, putting together a kind of like guide, so to speak. Because I would love for, for Cinestill to carry these on our online store in the future. But even if we don't, um, I do want to be able to answer people's questions if anybody is interested in starting to do darkroom printing at home. They don't have a whole lot of space. They don't live in an area where you can just find free enlargers or very cheap enlargers on Craigslist or OfferUp or things like that. It, it's very often, it's very uh, easy, I should say, uh, for some people to think that, oh, well, why would you deal with these things and having to put stuff on a tripod or a copy stand when you could just, there's tons of free enlargers. Well, it depends on where you live. I mean, if, if visiting my sister in Iowa a few years ago and spending two weeks going to every single thrift store in the center of that state and not finding a single point and shoot was any indication. There are areas of the world that were less touched by film photography than, than others. Or maybe those you know, enlargers and cameras have already made their ways into landfills and not everybody has equal access to this kind of uh, vintage equipment. And in the face of modern enlargers that uh, dedicated enlargers from companies like Bessler and Kaiser that are running you somewhere between $800 and $1,400. I mean, there's, there's, there's a pretty high ceiling to pricing on there. Even if this is not perfect, even if it has a few ergonomic, um, you know, issues that, that are usually resolved in bigger, heavier, more sturdy enlargers, I'm really, really happy that Intrepid has put these two products out. I'm going to continue to be testing them, and I really look forward to further development of the software side because so, that's something that for sure you're not going to get with any other enlarger. So it sounds to me like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, uh, Andre, but when it comes to something being enlarged, you don't really like for it to be fully erect. You, you, <laughs> you like for it... <laughs> What I'm talking about, like copy stands, and I don't know what you guys are thinking, but oh, and and the word erect had a lot to do with the copy stand. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's an interesting process testing these products out. If anybody has any questions about them, if you haven't uh, backed the Kickstarter project or you're, you're potentially interested in buying one this holiday season, feel free to reach out to me. And uh, to the people who will be receiving prints from me uh, as a thank you for the Silver Linings project, I have already started making my prints, and all of the prints that I will be making for the project will be on uh, these Intrepid Enlargers. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Nice. 
All right. Well, uh, that that is something that we, I want to talk about on this episode is the silver linings. But let's let's get our our, our weeks out here because we the silver linings is officially wrapped up. Uh, so uh, I want to uh, definitely talk about this. But let's go ahead and finish our weeks. And because uh, I mean, uh, let's face it, everybody is gonna to hear about the anniversary trip. So uh, um, let's. let's <laughs> but we'll, we'll get to the silver linings. Oh wait, wait. B- before that, I did also do something else uh, photography related recently. I brought the Toyo monorail and the uh, Chroma snapshot with the newly recalibrated uh, helicoid that I did and made my markings in whiteout, which so far are still holding up. They're, they're crumbling a little bit, but I can still kind of see them. Um, and did some, uh, some, some skate photography at the Venice Skate Park on the remainder of my Arista EDU 400, aka Foma Pan 400 sheets in the Graphmatic pack through the snapshot, and uh, a few sheets of um, some mystery black and white film and some ectochrome in the Toyo monorail. So I've established myself there as like the the weird but nice dude who brings old cameras to the skate park and made a <laughs> bunch of new friends. Have developed all the film. And I look forward to coming back to the skate park now that I've got a little bit of a rapport with some of these people and uh, hopefully, you know, be able to get into more advantageous positions there in the skate park to get uh, closer. Because that was absolutely one of the issues that I had with the Chroma snapshot images was that they turned out good, but I was way too far away. So So when you got there, did you... Did you actually kind of like, did, did you just start setting up and then have people like, hey, what's this guy doing? Or did you did you immediately like walk up to them like you did those grizzly oat cigar smokers when you were in uh, Louisville <laughs> uh, and just uh, say, hey, I'm Andre Dominguez and you, you guys should know me. I'm world famous. And, oh, uh, I did not say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I was I was actually it had been a long time since I'd taken pictures of, of people. Um, and, and we didn't really do it on the trip either, even though I, I had kept telling uh, Kukovica that I wanted to. So I was a little bit intimidated for sure. But I, I walked in there with the monorail on the big heavy metal tripod, uh, set it down, and, and I was waiting for, for to, to have enough light. I needed at least 1 of a second uh, wide open with the, the film stocks that I was shooting in order to be confident that I wasn't going to spend all that time setting up a shot, um, a, a, a posed, you know, portrait of one of the skaters and have them move and, and motion blur everything. So I was there for about 45 minutes just looking like an idiot with my with my light meter, you know, <laughs> clicking it, waiting until I just got that one, you know, extra little uh, stop of light. And once that happened and people's shoulders had already kind of gone down, I then, you know, introduced myself to some people, uh, asked if I could take some pictures. And most people said no. A couple people said yes. And then in seeing me setting up and getting under the cloth, uh, people developed an interest in it and said, yeah, you can take my picture. Um, Ah, So so you you, convert them. Yeah, you won them over. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, got got some people's email addresses and going to be sending over the the scans. So hopefully the next time I I go, uh, a few people will will recognize me. They'll be used to my presence there. Um, towards the end, I asked the guy, I was like, where, where do you think I could set up that wouldn't be in y'all's way, but that would give me a good angle? 
I like that and, you said y'alls. You, you yeah, said me y'all. too. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> well, I did meet a guy from North Carolina, and him and I like shot the shit for for quite a while. <laughs> so, so he was just like, "Oh, you want to set the tripod up on this area, and you can kind of look down into the bowl." Um, so, you know, I made some cool friends, and I look forward to to having the the Venice Beach skate park be uh, an area that I I periodically go back to try to create some some interesting work there, especially because. Now that I'm a lot more comfortable with the whole four by five workflow, the dance, as Matt Marash calls it, I really do want to start doing more on um, the Ektachrome slide film because obviously everything's going to get scanned anyway. If it's color, um, I you know it's going to get scanned. It'll uh, get inkjet printed at some point potentially, but actually being able to bring those uh four by five slides back to the area where i shot the pictures of the people and slap it on like a little handheld super bright uh light source uh, you know made not made for digital camera scanning but these these little compact four by five ish uh size light sources that are just battery powered um that people are using now for digital camera scanning i want to be able to come back with like a, a reused box of 4x5 film where inside are individually sleeved uh, 4x5 slides, either color or black and white reversal, which I want to experiment with, and be able to hand it over to the person, have them hold it up to the sun to kind of try to look at it, and then pull out that little light source and have them put it on there. Because uh, they're they're bright enough to where I, I'm pretty sure um that it would uh overpower the light reflecting off of the plastic so you would be able to have this like insanely bright vibrant backlit um black and white or color slide right there in front of you and then be able to you know take out of the bag i've got a whole system at first it's going to be here's the slide they hold it up to the light and then i take out the light source they put it on the light source wow that's amazing and then i pull out the actual print, whether it's a darkroom print or an inkjet print, um, so that they can, you know, take it home with them. So well, I'm see, really yeah. looking forward to making the skate park, uh, you know, a, a frequent area of my photography here in L.A. Let's see a Project or Zine coming from uh, Mr. Dominguez here. Maybe. 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 There you Who go. knows? All right. Well, Andre, is that all, all you got? Yeah, that's all. <clears throat> okay. Well, let's get to let's get to Mr. Kukovica. Uh, or kooks, as like uh, he's finally called around here, uh, and <laughs> and uh, it's fine with uh, me. <laughs> find find out just kind of what you've been up to, but and then uh, I guess maybe we'll let you uh, kind of segue into um, the, you know the big anniversary trip with uh, you and Andre <laughs> celebrating your anniversary together. So yeah, so uh, yeah, Mike. Uh, <laughs> well, last week, I mean, I actually I got home from California last weekend. I guess yeah, it's only been a week. Does it feels longer than that? So I I developed my black. Sorry, I, it's, it's, it's really absence it's, makes the heart grow fonder. It it just does. I I mean I should know. I guess it's just, it's kind of a slog, you know, going through the week sometimes. But um <clears throat> yeah, but I I developed uh, all my black and white. I still got the color to do, including a roll of red rum and some uh, hand rolled Kodak Goad two hundred that I got <laughs> a, that I got a uh, that I made into red scale for a little testing for the real stuff right because with red scale you need a little experience I think uh, and anyway I don't mean to 
fall too far down to that. But like Andre and I, we saw a couple pictures uh, online and we were talking about, you know, what makes some of these red scale pictures really effective, really good. And it's like kind of a, a lot of contrast more contrast than you would normally like in a regular portrait, right? Like mm. you, you want things to go from orange really bright down to like deep red and you want everything in between, right? Like normally you want sort of even light over someone's portrait. So, uh, but, but with this, you want more contrast, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we shot some and uh, I've got to develop that either tomorrow or on uh, today's Monday. Uh, yeah, either tomorrow or Wednesday. So that's and and I and I hope I kept good notes so that uh, I can actually figure out what uh, what I shot and what it came out to be. Um, Which did you? Uh, what did you decide on the ISO for it? Well, I was or working. I should say with, I should say the EI. I guess is the correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> we, we don't want M come flying right. out of the <laughs> over here and just start beating us up. So uh, yeah, the EI. I, I was working from two hundred. I figured two stops is kind of the baseline uh but then i was bracketing too so mm -hmm. and it kind of hurt because i you know i bought two rolls of red rum and and when i was out here andre gave me one so i was like oh this is like gold but so i don't want to I, I don't want to waste it all in bracketing but i kind of like should bracket it to to learn you know <laughs> so that mm -hmm. i can make the most out of these other two so uh so yeah so that that was that's part of it and i've got to develop those so i can actually uh <laughs> evaluate what i'm doing so that that's i guess that's not what i did this week that's what i'm supposedly gonna do so i, I guess go. i didn't ask your question answer your question at all so uh <laughs> but but one of the cool things i did was i mailed off a print to england for the silver linings project which we can get to in a little bit but i was pretty nice. excited about that um and uh and and andre will be happy to know that it went down to miami and then from miami onward so it stopped by your parents' place and waved to them on the way out. <laughs> so at least I connect Miami to you, you know, somehow. So it <laughs> makes any sense. But uh, and, and then actually uh, since Saturday and Sunday and even just before the podcast, I'm getting my butt kicked by by a negative that, that I'm trying. It was a pinhole shot of a wheel of the car that uh, Andre and I were driving and uh it's i've learned two things uh one of them is that lomo films lomo black and white films don't really seem to like the pyrocat extreme minimal agitation scheme which oh. is like two to two to 500 for 45 minutes and uh like 10 seconds of agitation every 10 minutes um besides like i do five minutes in the beginning but uh, you can do two or three, but I figure like two to two, you know, like four to 500 is so little that I, I agitated a little bit, but, but both roles, I thought I had them exposed properly, but they're nearly blank. So this, this one picture, it, it actually is pretty cool the way it lined up. Uh, but there's so much black in it that I've been like, just like stepping over the edge of having the print look good and then looking at it in the morning and it's just like completely dried down to black just like mm. gone so i'm um, i'm flirting with disaster and I, I took a couple of uh stabs at it tonight and they're actually hanging up right now so if um if one of them is okay then i'll i'll make a few more of those tomorrow so that's because i i have off work tomorrow so that's that's the plan there um but but other than that mostly uh 
last week, the most important part was that, you know, we worked out who is going to fulfill what to all the silver linings, wonderful people mm-hmm. that donated. And, uh, that, that's definitely the high point. And yeah. We had a, we had a good time. We had a little, uh, a zoom call chat to discuss the, the, the silver linings, uh, uh, project and, and who all needed to send what to who and all that stuff. And, uh, uh, and, uh, there was there was alcohol involved and we had a we had a good good old time and uh it was but it was it was kind of a it was sort of like it was it was a, like a nice little after party because i feel like you know it was uh it was and and we uh probably should have made a podcast out of it. there were some funny stories uh but 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 the uh uh but you know i i, I just can't um to me, it was sort of this nice little, like I said, after party sort of celebration uh, for uh, not really what we accomplished, but what the community accomplished through yes. this. And uh, it was just amazing. And Mike, I don't know if you did, did do we have a, because now it's kind of officially closed, I guess, but like, do we have a, a, a like a final number of the amount that was raised uh, for cancer research? Oh boy. You know what? I, I should have um, like <laughs> done uh, some summary, but we had 34 people donate mm-hmm. and roughly it's around a hundred dollars a person. Wow. That's, that's what it worked out to be. But you know, there was some people that donated a lot of money and there were some people that donated a little bit less, but you know what? I think everyone gave from their heart. And so like the amount of money is important, but in some ways it's also not important because, uh, you know, someone that donated a little bit less that, that might've really hurt. It might've really come from, you know what I mean? A a need. And Mm -hmm. I, you just can't help but to, you know, just have that break your heart. So yeah, it's, right. it's, it's, it, when you think about 30, 34 people all really said, Hey, I want to do this. Yeah. And we raised over uh, probably what around 33, $3,400 total somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. Yep. I, I, I should do this summary right here. <laughs> it's, it's just a little, it's a little function on a spreadsheet. It's really not a big deal, but apparently it's beyond me somehow. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just amazing though. I mean, when you guys uh, conceived this, uh, this project, did, did you, did you even like even remotely think you would raise that this much money would be raised for cancer uh-huh. research? I, 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 I thought it was a great, uh, idea that you all had come up with and a good concept, but, uh, I just, I can't believe that that much was given. Uh, it's just, uh, it blows me away. Well, I, I remember we had like a, a conversation of, uh, well, should we, should we only have it open for a month? What if we don't get enough people? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So a huge thanks to everyone in the community that, uh, got involved and, uh, just, uh, and just supported the project and, you know, so, donated yeah. money to uh, to to uh, to f cancer basically. So yeah, so that's thirty six hundred and, and change. Thought. Wow! And Amazing. there's there was two people who um, did it, the, the the proof that they sent in was kind of hard to read. Uh, so actually, it's more than that. But you know what I mean. So, oh, wow. but we're not entirely sure, and I didn't feel like going back and hassling them about what the exact number was. So we just took it on. We well, we did just left that completely out. So it's probably mm-hmm. more like thirty seven hundred dollars, right? Oh my 30, goodness, is that crazy? That's that's crazy. Yeah, and I think we can safely say that uh, this is something that uh, we would probably like to do again next October, right? I mean, we can call it a big enough success. I mean, yeah, I mean, so uh, I think it was just, um, 
Incredible. So if you folks uh, would have liked to have done it and you missed out, well, you know, we'll do it again next year. And uh, and that doesn't mean you you have to, you know, uh, you have to stop giving to cancer uh, research. No. <laughs> so, yeah, because we all are affected by it. So everyone knows someone that is uh, or has or or will be or whatever. And it's, um, uh, you know, we need to we need to beat this thing. So, uh, again, F cancer and cheers to that. So, yeah. And, and you know what? We have. If you think about it, we've got people from Thailand, from England, from Ireland, from mm. Germany, mm-hmm. several people from Canada, a bunch of people from the States. I mean, we got people from all over the place that are all pitching in. And it just, I mean, you know, it's it's hard not to get emotional, you know. it's uh, And, and I, I can't wait to actually be mailing the stuff out. And, uh, you know, because part, part of the, how do I say this? because I don't want to say it in a way that comes across wrong, but like, you know, Jess is, is making her emulsion lifts on demand. Right. And that's right. like, takes a lot of effort and a lot of work. So she's been doing it as they've been coming in. And uh, actually last week we got kind of a late donation and I was like, Oh, that's great. And I was like, Oh, wait a second. Is that okay? <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, yeah, this is okay. But that's the end of it. That's all I can do. Right. And it's like, yeah, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, she, she was kind of tasked with uh, probably really the, uh, the most time. Well, I don't know. I'm sure you're all dark room work is time consuming, but, but man, the process she has to go through to make one of those is oh. it's uh it's, 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 it's definitely a process. And so, uh, um, the people that are receiving something from uh, one of these emotion lists from Jess are going to be, um, I'm sure, blown away by just the amount of care and uh, attention that went into it. Yeah. And love, man. Mm-hmm. There's love Absolutely. that goes into that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and actually, you know, she, speaking of weeks, one other thing I did in my week, which isn't exactly photography related for myself, but I think is kind of cool, is that she inspired me. Uh, I'm, we're going to see we're, our family's all going to get together uh, around Christmas and I've got two nieces and one's like 17 and the other's 15. And I, I got thinking, I was like, you know, it's funny how, how your, your thoughts evolve. I was like, you know, I wonder if I should ask Jess to make one for them. And I'm like, well, heck, why don't we try making our own? Okay. I don't oh, have a okay. P100C. I'm like, maybe I could do a Polaroid lift in. <laughs> And then I like sobered up a little bit and I'm like, well, maybe we could do something that has a little higher probability of success, like uh, maybe like a decal, right? Because you can, you know, we all built like model airplanes or model cars when we were a kid, right? You know, and they have the the markings that you put in hot water and it slides off. Water slide, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they sell sheets of that and you can print, uh, you can inkjet print uh, a picture onto that. And you got to spray it with some acrylic to seal it up so that the ink doesn't bleed. And then you can put that on watercolor paper yourself. So I'm like, I'm going to take my digital camera. I know I'm speaking heresy here with, (laughs) with, with the macro lens. And I'm going to take some of this paper and I'm going to take some watercolor and I'm going to have a couple of pre-printed things and we're going to go over there and, you know, maybe they'll want to, maybe they won't. If they don't want to, they don't have to. But like, I'm like, so, so what she was doing really inspired something, although it's on a much lower level, but I think it'd be, you know, cause really when you get older, isn't all you really care about is spending time with people you care about. 
Sure. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? It almost doesn't matter what you're doing, but it's better if you ain't sitting there watching TV like drooling. You oh, know right. what I mean? If you're actually right. doing something fun, that's that that's the key. So so yeah, so I'm I'm I, I printed a couple on on this uh, water slide paper, and I'm and I sprayed them today with the acrylic, and tomorrow I'm gonna try to put them on the just as a proof of concept to make sure that I can make it work on my own. <laughs> so, so I wouldn't be an expert, but at least uh, it'd be, and that could be a fun thing to do around the holidays, right? If you got some younger people that you want to try to, you know, get into the allure of photography a little bit, right? You yeah, know? get I mean, plus, or just get their get their hands on something analog, or, yeah. or yeah, get yeah, get their hands doing something other than touching their phones and and yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. something like that is extremely, um, it's, it's open to creativity, right? I mean, the mm-hmm. way you do it, or you can, you can draw or paint on top of it. I mean, one of Jess's friends, a guy named Nick Cooley, he, he posted something where he did a collaboration between a Polaroid lift with another person. This lady like did a watercolor painting and they combined it and it was gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, it's like there's a lot of opportunity to to do different things. And even if digital is involved, that's completely fine. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like as long as you're having a good time. So I think I need to get some of that water slide paper. Yes. Take take a portrait. uh, Take some, find some of my my, my photos of Andre. Yes. And then I can, I can, I can just stick them up all around the cave here because it seems to work for Jess in her bedroom. So I feel like if I should... (laughs) I should probably have some just snork, snog, snog. <laughs> which which is it? What's that thing that you're supposed to do with it? I'm not sure, but I do think if I did that, you know, my my voice would get more like those uh, like those uh, love love time radio shows, and I'd be like, uh, "Welcome to Negative Positive Podcast," uh, and uh, yeah, it would just get a lot more romantic around here, don't you think? I, I don't know. Oh yeah. See, what I really should do is I should start <laughs> selling some prints. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it seems to fun fun my newfound obsession with uh ectochrome four by five there you go there you go there you go <laughs> all and right well the, sp- the, speaking the of <laughs> in the speaking, man cave there you go Speak, <laughs> speaking of romance uh let's find out about this uh, anniversary trip you all went on so uh <laughs> what, what's what's going on with that like uh you know inquiring minds want to know <laughs> Well, the last few times Andre and I got together, we we ended up not really shooting a whole lot, right? The one time we did a little improvement to his dark room. The other time we went up with uh, Robert Lanez at Venice and we had big plans to shoot and then like the clouds rolled in, it was all cloudy. And so we ended up just like having a beer and eating something, which was certainly not second class, but we had a good conversation, but we didn't do a lot of shooting. So I, Andre and I were like, you know what? We got we to gotta do something where we're like more shooting focused, you know, more taking pictures. And so it was like, well, we got a couple different options, but I was like, well, hey, why don't we go from Amboy out to maybe Kingman and then, you know, crash at a hotel over there in separate rooms and then uh, and then <laughs> the come first back. Overnight Sunday. trip is a big step. <laughs> But here's the big disappointment. We were like, hey, we're staying at a hotel. There's a bar across the street. We can go across the street and just get freaking hammered, man. It's going to be great. Yeah. And we walk we, into that place. We were place. so excited about Because, like, none of the the, the times that we've, we've hung out, we've really been able to. I mean, I've, I've had a few drinks uh, before, especially the time where we were doing the home improvement stuff here, setting up the, the blackout curtains for the the new and improved Dominguez home darkroom. But Mike always has to factor in 
the hour drive back to his hotel. So we've never been able to like properly get hammered together. And, and um, so I, it turns out that we still haven't gotten hammered <laughs> no, together. <laughs> because and, and again, this is Halloween weekend, a notorious weekend in which a lot of people kind of go a little crazy. Uh, we we walk across the the street after having spent the whole day driving. I've taken multiple naps in the car. <laughs> um, we spent a lot of time in the sun. We're both a little tired. We give each other, you know, about forty five minutes to an hour to to sort of, you know, grab a shower, freshen up. Uh, we walk across to the bar. You know, we each order a beer and a and a burger, and <laughs> not not an hour into us being there. We both kind of look at each other and we're like, are you as exhausted as I am? <laughs> oh, dude. But, but don't forget that the bar was completely empty. I mean, we yeah. walked in there and there was not a solitary soul in there wow. for like a few minutes. And it was like, oh, man. So, yeah, it was like it was just one of those kind of weird things. But, yeah, a couple beers in and something to eat. It was just like, oh, man. I, and we both kind of looked at each other and like, yeah, we're, this is old. This is way too old. <laughs> yeah, but. But it is what it is because yeah. we want to be able to get up early tomorrow. But but yeah, so what we ended up doing is uh, if, you, if you've if you ever seen the Kill Bill movies, you remember mm-hmm. the part, the second movie, when uh, when Kiddo digs herself out of the grave. Oh, and yeah. she like walks across the street with all like the dirt streaming off of her. And she walks into the little cafe and says, you know, can I have a glass of water? Well, that place is called Emma Jean's. And it's in Victorville, California, and it looks exactly as it was in the movie. The the stack of plates, everything. The only thing that's different is in the movie, there was like a big sign on the roof that that was like neon and it said cafe. That's not there. I don't know if it ever was there, but it's, it's not there now. But otherwise, everything's the same. So we went there and had breakfast. And then we kind of drove up Route 66 that way, which was a, a little bit retracing some of our, you know, previous um, the the last time we went. And but we did get to go into the Route 66 Museum in Barstow, which was really cool. Uh, I was really happy that they were open. Oh, and you know what else? Uh, Elmer's uh, Bottle Tree Farm was open. Um, there was a guy, an older guy named Elmer, that uh, that's where he lived, and he made like these took like bottles and like you know like steel rod and he kind of made like trees out of them if you will okay. like okay. kind of like a spike of of the steel and then like little rods sticking out with the bottles like laying semi-horizontal you know to like make mm-hmm. branches and and all kinds of crazy stuff so that place we got to go into and we went to the route 66 museum and then we went we went basically after that we went out to amboy um and which is the roy's place of course and as andre put on instagram right it's some traditions are we, we kind of end up end up there if we ever go out that way uh, but it was definitely a tradition worth worth keeping um we went to needles uh which what did we do in needles we do you know what we didn't really remember, stop actually. it you know what we, we stopped I, in back we stopped at the baghdad cafe place oh right? we did yes yeah, so so between yes we did so and that that was where that motel sign was that motel heading yes. where yes and uh, so actually you can get off before we got to amboy uh when you're on 40 uh it's not far from radiator springs it's called, a place called newberry springs which is where they got the inspiration from uh from the movie cars and the, huh. there's a, a restaurant 
called Baghdad Cafe, which I don't know if it was open or not, but there was a movie called Baghdad Cafe. Apparently it was called something else prior to the movie. And after the movie, they decided to just uh, adopt the name. But, uh, but yeah, that was kind of cool. That, that old sign, that old hotel sign or motel sign. Andre oh, wow. got a really killer shot of uh, on Ectochrome of of that sign, and then we went to Amboy and shot for a little bit, and then I, you know, I think we actually accidentally went through Needles uh, on our way. Um, I don't think we meant to, but then then we ended up getting out to Kingman. So, and then that was kind of <laughs> and the the kind of flop at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh but but we were talking to uh tim anderson if you know him on instagram he's the dv over dt guy yeah, yeah. he's a guy that's that it. does these epic road trips i mean yeah, tim, tim's an awesome dude yeah mm-hmm. oh dude and and also someone who donated to the to the the project so not to call people out i guess but it was kind of cool that he that he did uh but anyhow he was telling us uh, a couple places to go so we ended up going to the um the hilltop motel which the last time i'd been to kingman was kind of um out of commission this time there was some people staying there but it was it was in a lot better shape but we ended up taking some pictures of the sign and they had like a i don't know if it was a 57 or a 56 chevy uh, that was kind of half buried in rocks and stuff. So I guess you couldn't mess with it too much. So we ended up spending like a lot of time there. Um, well, that that was the 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 morning after yeah. our kind of lame bar crawl. Uh, in that we, <laughs> we we made the given that we felt so bad about ourselves uh, that <laughs> evening as we kind of crawled back to the hotel. Um, <laughs> just at least we got up early, right? Yeah, we we told her we told each other. Well, what if we do this? What if we uh, try to wake up before the sun rises because then at least we can try to get some interesting sunrise photography there in the town of Kingman. The sun's going to be, you know, rising on the up opposite side of town where it was uh, setting. We'll get some interesting angles from stuff that didn't really make sense to shoot uh, in the later evening the night before. Uh, so we got up at, you know, five and change, uh, set up there near the, the hilltop motel, Got some pictures of the sign. I, I exposed a roll of some red rum, trying to kind of go for that really high contrast lighting so that I could get a range of tones. Um, and then once the, the sun was was up, uh, we, we shot some of the pictures of that Chevy. There was also just a lot of, um, you know, just really nice kind of color stuff that I did on 50D. The the hotel itself, the motel is is painted white with these like kind of, Almost baby blue, sort of turquoise accents. Um, yeah, of course, of course, you gotta have that. Gotta have that on Route 66, right? Yeah. Uh, tons, I mean, of, tons of turquoise. Yeah. Right. And a cool neon <laughs> sign that was that was on for a while, and then just as I was about to take a picture, the me neon too, man. sign turns off. <laughs> I mean, like I, I'm like getting ready to push the 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 trigger down on the shutter cable, and like the light goes off. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> wah wah. <laughs> So, uh, so was the, I mean, do, do you feel you guys, uh, you know, celebrated your anniversary uh, appropriately? I mean, it was, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, let's I say we did, I think we did, man. I think that this yeah. trip, you know, with the exception of us, uh, not, not achieving our goal of, of getting hammered together, uh, we, we really did kind of go back to no pun intended, our roots of our first, you know, big photo trip, uh, together, because um, I think the first time we met was was actually there by the skate park and 
uh, Santa Monica, stuff like that, yeah. Venice. But our first sort of big proper photo trip, loading the cars up with cameras and figuring out kind of the the pace that, that we shoot was that first Route 66 trip. So it was nice to kind of head back to some of uh, our old stomping grounds. Uh, and, and I think both of us have definitely matured as photographers since then. Uh, and in the, the, and in the re- image and in capture. The, also in the relationship. And in the relationship. Our, right. our, our, our <laughs> friendship has blossomed since then, and I really do consider Mike... Uh, one of my one of my closest friends, uh, and it was great to to go back there. I felt more confident in uh, my my shooting. You know, we we just gel really well in terms of the amount of time that it takes us to to take pictures. Um, there's nothing worse than kind of going on a photo walk with somebody who's walking around with a point and shoot when you have a <laughs> Hasselblad or a you know, a monorail on a big tripod, spot metering everything. Yeah. Uh, and you're just going at different paces. So we, we shoot together and we travel together really, really well. And this was a great proof of concept for an overnighter trip. Um, and I hope that we, we can do more of these in the future. Because uh, not, not that there's not stuff to photograph in L.A., but Mike and I like photographing s- some similar things and, and getting out of the city, getting out on the road, uh, very much exceeding the speed limits in some cases and just having some fun in in the in the in the company car is is always a great time and and oh one thing we didn't bring up was that of course you know i i i did actually sleep a little bit the night before i did better than last time but i did of course fall asleep in the passenger seat um, and Mike, you know, got out. I don't know if it was to go to the bathroom or to grab gas or something. And he popped a, a, a very iconic uh, Polaroid picture in his S670 of me <laughs> asleep in the passenger seat. It came mm. out good. I, I, you know, and I gotta, I gotta give credit to, to Suzanne Lopez. I, I had so many problems with my SX70, and, and it was like the concept of like, hey. How about you back off the exposure compensation and it'll work better? <laughs> Duh. And so yeah, it does. And but it's funny with that because because actually it was funny because most of that area was dark, but Andre's face was pretty bright. And I'm like, you know what? I better like drop it as far as I could. And it came out just right. So yeah. So I got I got a great picture of Andre snoring. And that's it. <laughs> Barstow at the uh at the 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 terribles gas station on Route 66 just south of like uh, downtown like main street so yeah i know exactly that's the place i always stop for gas because because the truth is like when you go out on the freeway the gas just gets more and more expensive mm-hmm. and uh so you know you don't want to get screamed at over when the when the gas bill comes in so uh yeah so like that's that's usually i usually try to fill up like right by my hotel and then, and then in barstow and i'm usually okay <laughs> but, yeah, but and funny in, enough in california like here in the city we're already at like five bucks a gallon so you know it was around a dollar less in in arizona yeah just just right across the border there i just got i just got gas tonight it was 320 here in kentucky three dollars and 20 cents so which is high for us and that's high for us so yeah but what's high for anybody mike i mean like in my opinion but then you get in this four and five and and if your car needs high test it's even worse but but yeah but so no we we had a really good time we we, uh we saw the giganticus hedicus right and uh (laughs) and uh what was that vega arizona so so like from i can't remember 
But you could take Kingman, uh, or sorry, you can take Route 66 north out of Kingman, and then like the the main place that we were going to go to is called Hackberry uh, General Store. But on the way was this other place where they had this, you know, silly giant head statue and that was green and uh kind of like but, easter islandy type yeah of. yeah that's uh. a good way to put it but they had a bunch of stuff and actually we spent a lot of time there and uh and andre I, i'll tell you man you, you look really comfortable with that four by five um you know it's, what i mean it was easier i mean i you you remember my first time that i i brought it out i maybe exposed two sheets of film um, right and this time i did uh 12 i think it was like um, hey i got this i got that and you know what i mean just the whole dance the whole process uh seemed really comfortable so mm-hmm. well andre's uh, and, always been pretty comfortable around giant heads uh but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean what i was talking about like you said there was like these big statues i, I don't know what you're all thinking but uh so yeah yeah <laughs> dirty mind dirty mind right i don't, I don't know where you guys are going but uh mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but the, the the hackberry general place was pretty cool too because they had a bunch of old cars out back and they had some interesting stuff out front and you even got uh got andre some old guy ended up talking to you about what, what was that there what kind of camera's that yeah. right like he was like, is that medium format? I was like, no, sir, that's large format. And he was just like, how much bigger is that? And I kind of showed him, like, you know, with my fingers, this is six by six, and then this is four by five. He's like, is bigger better? I'm like, when it comes to photography, yes, sir. He's <laughs> <laughs> an old guy from, uh, well, he, he was an older gentleman from Texas who was on a road trip with his wife. Nice, nice. And and then the last thing that we did was we went to a place called Oatman, Arizona, which is you were like, going to say In and Out. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was the very last thing we did. But uh, but no, the the last photo ish uh, kind of not ish, but the last photography related stop was at in Oatman, and it was like, it, you know, it reminds you. You ever go through like one of those uh, like Christmas all year round towns? You know what I mean? It's it's uh-huh. it's not Christmas at all, but it's like that kind of thing, like that little sort of tourist trap thing, uh-huh. um, with it with some like little vendors and and Andre actually asked uh, for a couple of informal portraits from this one guy that uh, was a photographer and had some quite nice work. It, it was digital, it was printed on metal, and it did not look like shitty HDR at all. Like nice. it was nicely done, you know, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you could look at someone's stuff and you're like, kind of respect that and you're like, you know, that's, that's really well done. Cause we've all seen, you know, again, my stuff, I don't know how good it is, but like you, you see stuff and you're like, oh dear Lord, who, who <laughs> would buy this? You know? Right. Right. <laughs> and you look at the person that's selling it and you're like, well, I, I hats off to you, madam or sir. Cause you've found a market, but it's like, that's not because that's good work. <laughs> <laughs> this guy was definitely the opposite. He he was he had some really good work in there. And then the thing about Oatman is they got a bunch of these donkeys running around that are like semi domesticated. So mm. that was interesting as well. But yeah, there there was a lot of uh I, I got a lot of shots of, of Mike taking pictures of, of donkeys. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> a lot, a lot of, there's so many jokes, so many jokes, <laughs> so many ass jokes I could throw out right now. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna refrain. But mm-hmm. so, oh, man. well, I'll tell you this: one one other thing you got to do when you're around there is make sure that you're paying attention to where you're stepping, oh. because there's a lot of shit everywhere. I'll tell you, man. <laughs> 
this donkey crap all over the place. But it was fun, and and I'm looking forward to developing that role because Andre let me test out some of those uh, Adox uh, snap-in filters. You know oh, the yeah. little like ones that go into like the the filter thread, but that that aren't screwing. They're like they look like stars, or like they have like the little points on the edge, and they kind of pop in. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I tried to uh, because it was the light was it was one of those like it was one of those situations where people that shoot digital obviously have a, a huge edge over you because it's like one side of the street was in shade and one side of the street was in sunlight. Right. So depending on what you're, where you were going, you're like, Oh, I need this. Oh, I don't need it. I need it. I don't need it. You know, and you're kind of like juggling around and trying mm-hmm. to fix your metering. But, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what the results will be. Cause I had some 800 T in my camera with, with that filter on. So yeah. Awesome. And awesome. yeah, just to clarify, that was a an eighty five uh, gelatin snap in filter from Adox. Mm. Yeah, well. And one last thing, we somehow came down the Cajon Pass on Sunday night with no traffic. Oh I wow! Don't know how that that I don't know what it is about California. California is like it has everything, right? But so many people don't want to stay in California over the weekend and they like go out to Havasu or like the river or whatever in the hell it is. But they're all driving up to 15 up this mountain pass and they're all driving back. So like normally Sunday is not a great time to come back. And I was kind of like cringing as like the day kind of stretched on. And I remember talking to Andre, I'm like, you want to go to Omen? I'm like, it's going to put us back like around seven or something. And, you know, he was unencumbered by the experience of getting stuck in traffic. And I didn't really try to try to poison him on that. And he's like, no, let's go, let's go. If the traffic gets real bad and real boring, I'm going to fall asleep and then you'll have to deal with it. It's not my problem. Yeah, exactly. So, but I couldn't believe it. I mean, we even stopped to eat, which is something like almost heresy for me because like uh, you know what i mean because i'm like i gotta get past this traffic you know even if i'm uh-huh. like going stark raven hungry but but yeah we stopped in in and out and had had nice burger and uh just sailed back down and it was it was amazing so it was a, a ridiculously wonderful anniversary trip <laughs> i love you man love it was great too, bud. <laughs> Nice. Well, I think there's there's no better way to to end that uh, in the segment really than there. I I I will say, of course, as as far as my week, uh, about all I've been doing is uh, I've been going through old old uh, old. Ode, whatever. Oh, no, come on, gotta, <laughs> you got to say it the right way, which is Ode. I've been going through Ode photos. Um, uh, not oh, not real, like photos I shot last year that I, I still haven't, I haven't even edited. Like I hadn't even, I haven't even put them on social media or anything. And like, so I've been going through those and slowly editing them, ed- editing them to like pop up on Instagram and stuff like that. Or, or, or just see what I, man, I have st- so much stuff I forgot that I never even, I d- literally developed and scanned and like threw it on my hard drive and, and never went through and edited them or whatever. I don't, I don't know why I just never did. And so I've kind of been doing that, but the only other uh, kind of big news for me is, uh, I guess it was last, I don't know, I guess it was, uh, like a, a weekend or two ago, not this past weekend, but the weekend before uh, I was actually, uh, asked, uh, and I was very honored to be asked to be uh, a uh, a guest on the Analog Talk podcast with uh, nice. Timothy Ditzler and uh, and and Christine Bartolucci, and 
So it was a big thrill, and uh, it was certainly an honor to to appear on that show. And it's it's funny, uh, you know, the, they have you record like your own audio and and then send it to them after it's all done. So uh, the other night, I was like, you know, I better listen back to this and see if there's anything I need like Timothy to edit out or something like, you know. So and and it's just my straight audio. I can't hear them, right? So it's just me and all these pauses, right? So I'm listening to. Them, I was like. Oh my goodness. Like I, I had just, they did it at like, uh, we, I think we recorded at like three in the afternoon, which is about the time I normally wake up. Right. <laughs> That's how much of a vampire. <laughs> so I jumped out of bed, came out here to the cave, set up my recording equipment and recorded with them. And then, you know, like last week I went back and listened to it, just my audio. And I realized that, and, and I know that I say this a lot on this podcast, but I guess because I just woke up, I, I don't know what it was, <laughs> But I said, you know, like a 50 billion times, like <laughs> everything is like, I don't know, you know, you know, I don't know, you know, and you know what, and you know, and then, you know, and, and like, so if you want to, that podcast should be coming out soon. I don't know if it's this week or next week, but when it comes out, if you want to play a fun drinking game and you listen to analog, <laughs> <laughs> you listen to analog talk with me as the guest, just take a sip every time I say, you know, and you'll be drunk uh, 10 minutes into the episode. So, uh, <laughs> And I, I, you know, and I probably shouldn't have pointed it out because maybe people wouldn't wouldn't notice, but now they definitely will. But uh, but I don't think you could not notice it. Like I, I'm cringing about it. Like I'm sort of almost dreading when it comes out because I said I said you know fifty billion times. It's ridiculous. And uh, yeah, but you're being hard on yourself, Mike, because that's all you were listening to, right? You didn't hear the whole con no, conversation no, and context. No. You know, I, I don't I don't think I knew I did that, and it, it was pretty apparent. <laughs> Pretty apparent. It's right there. It's right in your face. And uh, so, but, but we'll see how that how that pans out when that uh, when that episode comes out. So look forward to uh, uh, analog talks next next episode. Will, will, should be uh, yours truly on there. And uh, huge thanks to them for uh, allowing me to come on there and spend some time with them. Always good t- uh, chatting with them. I just had a really good time and uh, just really good people over there at analog talk. So I appreciate the uh, that opportunity. So. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, we're hour into this first segment and we got some listener interaction to get to. Uh, so uh, uh, let's uh, take us a little break here and uh, we'll be right back, folks. Second segment here, and then we're going to have some emails in this in this segment. But I also wanted to get out a, a couple of little a little uh, shout outs and announcements and stuff. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to give a, a little little shout out to Jamie Maldonado. Uh, he has a YouTube channel under his name, Jamie Maldonado. He did a uh, a video for the Intrepid and Larger uh, for RA4 color printing at home. And Mamiya RZ67, kind of like a, a big old, uh, a big old title there. Intrepid Larger for RA4 color printing at home. And uh, Mamiya RZ67, Jamie Maldonado on his YouTube channel. He did use some of my music in that in that particular um, YouTube video. So anytime somebody does that, I like to give them a shout out. So thanks, Jamie, for that. And definitely check out check out all of Jamie Maldonado's uh, YouTube channel. Uh, he's been on the on an episode here, so you can also check that out. But uh, Jamie's doing fine work on his YouTube channel. Uh, secondly, another YouTube channel, 
uh, we had Lucy Lumen on. I had her on for a solo show interview that Mr. Matt Murray from Matt Loves Cameras joined me on uh, several episodes back. But uh, her uh, YouTube channel, Lucy Lumen's Analog Adventures, uh, she's doing fantastic work over there. And uh, she has a, 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 a particular video, The Problem with Gatekeeping in Film Photography. <laughs> and uh, she gives us a little shout out for her appearance on the show. And then she la uh, later uh, appeared on as a guest of Matt Loves Cameras podcast. Episode 51 just came out recently. And uh, in that podcast, uh, Matt had like a uh, <laughs> had like a quick fire round. Uh, asked her quick questions. She had to give quick answers. And one of the questions was, Matt loves cameras or negative positives? And she said, Matt loves cameras, of course. Uh, so I'm not sure what's going on there. I feel like Matt Murray might have paid her for uh, some of that uh, uh, to, to pick uh, Matt loves cameras over negative positives. But that's uh, okay. I still like Lucy Lumen. I'm not going to like, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like I, feel like I, feel like I bamboozled on that deal. But, uh, but, <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, so check out Matt loves cameras. Episode 51 uh, with Lucy Lumen. It was a great episode. And, uh, and she was on this uh, podcast several episodes back. Definitely check that too. But anyway, uh, she gave us a shout out on uh, the, her video, The Problem with Gatekeeping Film Photography. So uh, watch her work on YouTube if you haven't already followed her. She's doing fantastic work over there. Um, let's see what else here. Uh, there's a couple of podcasts that have popped up. Uh, that I don't know if we've mentioned, and you know, uh, we, we we pride ourselves on 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 uh, basically trying to spread the word on any new film podcast that we stumble on. There there might be some that we haven't that we haven't I haven't found yet, but uh, I'm sure everybody knows about this one. Uh, Mr. Mike Ekman, uh, Anthony Rue, and Theo Panagopoulos doing the Camerosity podcast, and uh, those guys are are, are really uh, causing some waves in the film podcast community. Everybody seems to really like it, and they're doing a fine job over there. So check out Camerosity. Uh, with Mike Ekman, Anthony Rue, and Theo Panagopoulos. I've had Anthony Rue and Theo on. Um, I believe uh, Anthony was on a regular show. I think I had Theo on on a, a solo show interview. And you need to get Mr. Mike Ekman on there. Uh, uh, I mean, if you, if Mike Ekman's on a podcast, trust me, if you've ever searched for a camera on Google, there's a chance you found his website and learned everything you need to know about that camera. That guy has a wealth of information. So the fact that he's doing a podcast should be a uh, a very valuable, uh, uh, a lot of insight into uh, cameras there. So uh, uh, there you go. And uh, the other podcast has popped up recently, uh, Mr. Michael Kaplan. Uh, he has a podcast called The Ephemeral Machine, The Ephemeral Machine. And uh, it's a relatively new podcast, and he's been going full steam ahead on that. So check that out if you haven't checked it out. And he gave us a nice little shout out on one of his episodes, too. So uh, thank you for that, Michael. And uh, I've been listening to your podcast and enjoying that quite a bit as well. So a couple of new uh, film podcasts out there. So uh, any of you guys, uh, either one of you guys, uh, check these out. I know I'm putting putting you on the spot. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have actually. Uh, Michael Kaplan um has you know recently as well joined our little <laughs> facebook messenger thread and really been you know enjoying kind of seeing him converse with the rest of the the film photography podcast host uh community um and and enjoying his kind of deep dives into uh both specific cameras that are not often talked about and actually that's something that i appreciate about both uh, the ephemeral machine and uh, camerosity is that there there's definitely some love for some unsung cameras i've never heard so much talk of exactas and topcons and mirandas <laughs> as i have in the past few weeks uh, listening to these episodes and I, I really really enjoyed the episode of the camerosity podcast uh, where they interviewed robert shanebrook who's a former 
engineer at uh, oh yeah at yeah Kodak. that was fantastic so yeah it was really yeah. great i i do also though have to give a shout out sorry to hijack this this little segment but i have to give a shout out to uh jeff and gabe over at the i dream of cameras uh mm-hmm. podcast as part of the sunny 16 feed they gave me a shout out on a recent uh episode and uh gabe has recently made the decision to to shoot his uh speed graphic with intention so we're going to become large format buddies and uh go shoot together and i'm going to teach him the ropes and it's going to be look yeah kukovic uh, he might be cheating on you man i don't know oh, man <laughs> Feeling a little needy over here, <laughs> a little neglected. Yeah, he well, does. Like I've, I've I've asked uh, Mike if he ever had any interest in in shooting large format. I have many large format cameras at this point. Well, yes, you do, and I. You're right. I have not taken you up on that, so shame on me. All I got to do is look in the mirror and then cringe. That's all I got to do. <laughs> uh, I will say that uh, on camerosity, one, one interesting thing to do, I think they call it like the, the first open source uh, podcast by, by doing what they do is they announce when they're going to record and you can like literally go to their zoom link and they'll let you in. Like you can, you can just really? said, you know what? I, I feel like I'm going to, I want to be a guest on a podcast tonight and you just join <laughs> them and they let you in. Like it, it seems like it could be, if we did it, uh, it could be really ripe for, uh, for somebody, <laughs> some, some random weirdo coming in, but they seem to be doing quite well with it. And uh, I, I, I'm kind of wanting to join them one of these Mondays, they, but they record the exact same time we do. So, uh, one of these oh, off man. weeks, one of these off weeks when they're recording, I think I'm going to have to jump in there and hijack it and just talk about APS cameras and get them all mad or something. But, uh, uh I don't know, but, so, but random it's weirdo, con- Mike, I mean, you let me on, <laughs> you know, I mean, what in the world? And, <laughs> and, and, and Mike, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, <laughs> no, I, I was just saying that, uh, APS was, was brought up in the Camerosity episode with, uh, Robert Shainberg and he yes. basically didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, that's not what I heard. I heard him talking about how you know it's uh, it was uh, just a it was, it was the timing was wrong and uh, you, know, you know I mean he, he probably didn't is not aware that it is the hottest trend in film photography is taking a little by storm so uh, he just didn't he didn't he wasn't aware of that but you know but it's all good but hey man, right. if you ever talk about an exacta camera you know I mean how can you not think of rear window I mean <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. You know, even with a gaff tape over over it, it's like that's what that is. That, yeah, that camera's yeah. gorgeous, and uh, that movie is gorgeous too. Like the whole, uh, yeah. So, sorry, I mean to get no, off. That's, but, no, that's a good point. That's a, absolutely. I, I need to see that movie again. It's been so I don't. I barely remember it. And uh, but like I, I looked on Netflix and stuff like that. You can't find it. Like you have to like pay for yeah, it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a, where was it that because we have it somehow. You know, we might have recorded it off one of like the cable channels and and mm-hmm. watch it. But like my, we we try to do a classics on Friday night, and uh, yeah, so uh, Rear Window is good, and the other one was I I felt kind of good. I got my daughter to watch uh, Vertigo with me, and uh. you know that whole that was the first movie. It was Hitchcock that came up with the moving the camera toward the subject and then using a zoom lens to widen the the focal length as you do it which essentially keeps the person static but it makes the background look like it's moving toward you oh okay, okay. it's that whole look that. right yeah. and they use it in a lot of different places and it was a little um how do i say it without sounding like a jerk like a little inelegant in that movie right because it was like really sharp like just like bam you know when he's mm. like looking down the stairs mm. but uh 
but yeah, it, 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 Vertigo is a good movie. And the other movie that's good, and and I'm going to lose my cred here right now, but um, Funny Face is really good too. It's a musical, but it's it's based on um, Richard Avedon, the photographer. Oh, okay. And Audrey Hep- yeah, and Audrey Hepburn is is obviously the other star of it. And but he's he's the photographer, all like Avedon when and Avedon was like the consultant on it. And those pictures of Hepburn with uh, balloons in Paris and walking up the stairs and all that that was from that movie. Mm. And I've got the book Avedon's France, and so it was so cool because I had the book already. And my and my daughter was like, let's watch this. And I was like, oh, I don't know it, but okay, sure. And I'm like, holy cow, this is great. And then the next morning, I'm like, by the way, I just so happen to have this book. And I'm like, look at this and look at that. And I was like, I actually impressed her a little bit, which was was awesome. So for for a musical, you know what I mean? If you're not in the musicals as a guy, that the the not that guys aren't in the musicals. Don't get me wrong. But what I'm trying to say is, like, the photography aspect of it was huge. And like, I mean, when you see the guy with a rolly around his neck and stuff, and you're like, it was brand new. It was brand new. You oh, know wow. what I mean? You're like, yeah. that's what I want. <laughs> nice so, nice it's just so cool so cool all right well there's our cisco and ebert movie uh, oh sorry uh, i didn't mean no to no, no 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 i appreciate it because uh, i don't think it's something we've actually discussed on this show is like some movies that like kind of uh, have photography as a, as a as a center point and uh there's another one uh what's it called it's called blow up i believe that everybody talks about and i haven't seen it and like i want to see it i think i think it's called blow up have you heard about that one mike i have not yeah i think it's i think it's blow up um, yeah, I think that's what it's called. If somebody, well, I don't know, somebody send me an email if I'm wrong, but I, that's one I hear about a lot. And, uh, I haven't, um, uh, I think there's apparently a lot of dark room uh, work in it and stuff like it's oh. in the dark room a lot or something. I like I, that. Yeah. So yeah. But it's one of those or, classes well, I always hear about and I haven't seen yet. So yeah. I have to look that up, but then of course the you know a good excuse to watch Full Metal Jacket is if you like Nikon cameras, right? I mean, that like toward the end of the movie, all the 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 correspondents all had you know three or four Nikon cameras around their around their neck and stuff. So like that, well, that gives you a little bit of thrill. I've been I've been revisiting uh, My Name Is Earl on uh, <laughs> with Jason <laughs> Lee on uh, on one yeah. of our streaming services, and we've been watching the whole series. And there's a scene where he takes a a photo of him himself like a self a self timer no was it self timer it couldn't be self timer because anyhow he's using a pentax k1000 and i'm like that might have been it might have been a blunder because that doesn't have a self timer on it but i think continuity (laughs) continuity (laughs) manager (laughs) fucked up but i don't know if it was that scene but i did see him with a pentax k1000 i was like oh i gotta get jason lee on the podcast now he apparently knows what a working man's camera is so uh but (laughs) anyway um the uh, we got emails. Uh, we haven't had e- all that many emails in the last several months, but we got got kind of a, a bumper crop of like five tonight. So uh, usually I'm usually by myself reading these emails, but I actually got people to help me out with emails tonight. So uh, we'll start off. We'll let Andre read the first one. It's coming from uh, uh, Ken Tuomi. So uh, Andre, why don't you read the email from Ken? All right. So his subject line says Holga Week Street Judging, and I'm not going to attempt the entire. Uh email in an Australian accent. I don't know if Ken is from Australia, but he starts out with crikey. Uh, this category is hard to choose one from. It's going to take a lot of whiskey. Good thing you've got a team to process through them. P.S. I bet you liked Maureen Bonds this way. Good luck, Ken Tuomi. <laughs> well, yeah, he was uh, referring to me. Uh, uh, um, the, the Maureen Bond shot was a photo of an old uh, 
ode sign uh like an ode motel sign i believe it was and uh i did like that shot and uh but i tell you uh me andre jess and roxana we've been uh, on on uh, messenger all weekend trying to determine the winner and it was tough man there was a lot of good uh, uh, sh- uh shots of is it first of all the street category in the hoga week um was the largest category. So they gave us the toughest job and, and there was a ton of great shots. And, uh, I think we, we, we can't say the winners, uh, the big wieners, but we had to pick a, a winner and a runner up and we we're not allowed to say that at this point, but I think we picked, we picked, uh, two very, uh, uh, um, worthy, um, shots, but, uh, we had a discussion and I don't know if we should have taken it this literally, but we did have this little discussion internally about it. It's like, well, the, 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 the category is street. And there was a lot of shots that were great, but I would say they were more like, you know, more like urban landscape type shots, whereas mm. wasn't really true street photography. So I don't know if we were supposed to take it that literally. So, but we kind of did with the choices we made, take it literally as street photography. What, what we saw is the best street photography rather than just like, uh, even though there was fantastic, what I would consider urban landscape shots. I didn't, I, I don't know if we were supposed to take it that literal when they said street competition, but we, I think we did. And so that maybe uh, you can hold that against us if we took that too literally, <laughs> but that's how it kind of <laughs> helped us pick the winners. But, uh, but the, the main winner would have won, whether it was, uh, whether we took it too literally or not, because it, it just, uh, we, it was one that all four of us uh, immediately uh, were gravitated to. So it was pretty easy to pick the, uh, uh, the main winner, but then the, uh, the runner up was a little tougher, but, uh, I don't know, Andre, your thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I think that one uh, one discussion that we had, we were trying to, not in like too serious terms or anything, but think about the, the, the prompt of street photography. And I, my, Mike and I have never particularly been one to own a library full of photo books and worship, you know, kiss the feet of the greats of photography or anything <laughs> like that. Not out of disrespect, but we prefer, you know, uh, in- engaging with normal people uh, rather than these uh, photographic greats while still respecting their work. And so it was funny in that <laughs> we got into a discussion of, well, you know, Cartier-Bresson and, 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 you know, is what is street photography? And <laughs> I think one thing that I mentioned was, like, I view street photography as the art of capturing uh, the decisive moment within the context of, like, human uh, life within society. I didn't put it in those exact terms, but <laughs> that's what makes me kind of, like, uh, not discount, but but think uh, that that the the stuff that should have been considered was less, you know, some of the uh, urban landscape type stuff, or you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there was at least two fire escapes that that I really enjoyed, <laughs> but I was like, I don't know if I'm going to consider that street. So <laughs> right, it was interesting. Right. I was drawn to those, of course, and there's a lot of there's a lot of good sign vintage sign photos, and I, I was I definitely wanted to put my votes in for those, but uh, I think I think we uh, we did kind of take it uh, more like what was actual street photography, which is is you know I find street photography difficult, but particularly with a hoga, and these people pulled it off with a hoga, and uh, that's that's pretty uh, pretty impressive, uh, particularly the person that we picked as the the big wiener uh, was uh, 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 I mean it it was just a shot that just stood out when you went through the massive shots we had to go through. And, I've kind of forgot to say this, but we were 
the negative positives gang uh, was uh, picked to be the judge of the uh, street competition in the Hoga Week Challenge. So we were we had to, we got the uh, the honor of being able to uh, pick from all these fine uh, you know uh, submissions or whatever. So thanks to Mr. Hoga and putting on Hoga Week and and uh, allowing us to to participate as a judge uh, to be to, to you know to rule with an iron gauntlet on this category. So uh, but so but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun. So uh, uh, I guess uh, when uh, when the winner come out you'll find out who we picked but um uh very cool all right uh i guess we'll get to the next email how about you read this one uh uh mike this is uh from mark fole and he is talking about the uh s- some thoughts about the episode we had on uh with bob st Cyr. so uh which i think mike you were on that yeah. episode as well so yeah yes i was so uh preface i'm gonna read it exactly as written so don't attribute the uh four-letter words to me so <laughs> I mean, I'll I'll take credit for my own, but, uh, you know, <laughs> so uh, and Mark, a friend of the Silver Linings Project, too. So awesome. Very thank awesome. you, Mike. Mark. So uh, hi, Mike and gang. I enjoy your podcast. I particularly enjoyed your definition of fine art photography on the last episode. So in return, I'll share this story. My three friends and I go out shooting most Fridays. We never know in advance where we're going. Sometimes it's in the city, sometimes it's way out in the boondocks. On one occasion, we were in a small town. We found a bunch of old clunker cars and a lot next to an old auto repair shop. So we parked and walked around and snapped away. A guy in a pickup truck slowed down and said, hey, they look like real cameras. Is that a Canon or a Nikon? (laughs) I walked over and showed him my film camera and he said, yeah, I used to use one of those. And then he said, so uh, what are you guys doing here? Just fucking around and making art shit? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. That's just too good. Uh, And and I thought about it and said, yeah, exactly. I I couldn't have put it any better myself. He then said he had a degree in photography from a big university. uh, Sorry, the big university. And he was the photographer in town. Weddings and seniors and stuff. I hope he has a better bedside manner with his clients. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking around and making art shit. We talked about having t-shirts printed, but maybe that's a little too crude. Anyway, just sharing. Cheers, Mark. <laughs> Mark Fole. <laughs> and that uh, Fole is F-O-H-L. I believe he's on Instagram. He, he says old time photographer on under his name. I don't know if that's maybe his Instagram handle. I, I, I'll, no, I'll... it's something else. It's uh, okay. I, I know what it is because I, I just sent him a message from the uh, re- related to the project. But um, I think it's it's like his name. I think it, yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's it Mark Full. It's okay. uh, M dot Full. Yep. There it is. Okay, on Instagram. So check him out. But uh, yeah. th- thank you, Mark, for that. I kind of, I kind of want. If you make those T-shirts, let me know. I want one. So uh, yeah, man. <laughs> so that definitely describes what I do too. Right. <laughs> right. I, I've always kind of craved interaction with uh, when I'm out shooting in a positive manner, and I think that's I, I'd, I'd say I'd give that a positive. So <laughs> I would like for somebody to to make my day like that. So very good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, our next email comes from. Uh, Bill Donovan. And uh, he says, uh, let's see, pull it up here. He says, uh, I really enjoyed the latest episode. It carried me from Winchester, Kentucky to Charleston, West Virginia. The Silver Linings Project got me thinking. So I had a discussion with my wife and we've decided that after the last one of us dies, the uh, the house will be donated to St. Jude Cancer Research Hospital. None of our kids want the house as their better halves. Yeah, right. (laughs) 
don't want to live, <laughs> don't want to live where we live. <laughs> My wife and I, <laughs> something there might be some, some issues in that family. <laughs> A little animosity there. <laughs> My wife and I would rather have uh, the money go where it can do some good. It's an idea anyway. If you well, if you mention it on the podcast, don't mention, don't mention my name. Well, it's a little I, late for that. I, I did reach out to him and told him that I'd love to read it on the podcast, and he and he, he decided, yeah, go ahead and mention my name. I think he knows it. I think he, I think he knows that nobody listens to the show anyway, so it's all good. But <laughs> he says, uh, I, I was also glad to hear that you were a man of faith. I'm also a Christian. I have gone out to shoot before and gotten so caught up in God's beauty that ju- I just sat back, relaxed, uh, taken, uh, taken it all in and appreciated all the gifts and blessings that God has given me that I never made, uh, that I never made the first photograph. Let's face it. Giving thanks was far more important anyway. Keep up the great work, Bill Donovan. Well, thank you so much, Bill, for your thoughts. And, uh, you know, that was something that, um, uh, it was, uh, I, I I did open up about that when the, on the episode with Bob St. Cyr, because I know he was, uh, he's a man of faith as well. And it's something I haven't really talked about on the a podcast. And I was unsure whether I should, but I felt like if I was going to, that was the podcast to do it because I had a, a photographer on that. Uh, that's a big part of his life. And, uh, and I did get uh, some people hit me up and tell me that, you know, that they appreciated that. So it was uh, not really something I talk about a lot, a lot on the podcast, but um, it is something that's a big part of my life. So I felt like, you know, I, I think we're, we're pretty transparent about our lives here. And, and I felt like it was uh, maybe the time to, to maybe bring that out. And I know the way I talk on this podcast and the, the crude jokes I make at Andre and, and, and Mike Kukovic's expense <laughs> does not necessarily always <laughs> portray me as, uh, as, as the best uh, man of my faith or whatever, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a big part of my life. And, uh, Bill, I'm glad that, uh, glad to hear that you, uh, you feel the same and, and have had some of those, uh, experiences as well. And, and what a great, uh, great idea for the, for the house. Like, uh, it's nice to, um, uh, I kind of wonder like my parents' house is pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty run down at this point. And I, I kind of wonder, you know, if one day I'll have to make a decision like that, but, uh, but Hey, you know, uh, it's a, a great sentiment and, uh, uh, anything to help, uh, F cancer. I, we're all for here. So, yeah. Any yeah, thoughts? That's a, it's a little delayed donation, but that's a wonderful donation. I mean, a house, I mean, come on, right. That's huge. Thank you. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Let's, uh, move on to, uh, the next email. Uh, Andre, I believe you're up. All right, this one is from Dan Novak, uh, and his subject line is a message from Bandcamp on behalf of, um, I don't know if that got cut off or something, but he says, Hi, Mike, thanks for making so many albums available. It's great to have a unique alternative to generic royalty-free music. As of this morning, you can see slash hear the broken camera in action, and he's got here a link. Uh, It's a pretty simple URL, so I'll just read it out here. It's www.danielnovakphoto, that's uh, Novak spelled N-O-V-A-K, dot com slash blog slash 2021 slash 11 slash how do cyanotypes happen with hyphens in between. <laughs> well, Dan, Daniel Novak's always has been a, long been a, a friend of the show. and We love Dan. Uh, he uh, you just go to his website, danielnovakphoto.com. He did a, um, a little uh, kind of video of um, of uh, uh 
uh, of some uh, doing some cyanotypes, and uh, it's really short. But he did use one of my songs, a song titled "The Broken Camera," and, uh, uh, and oh, so. Oh, there's the uh, hook. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and uh, yeah, so that's where and uh, and I was really happy he picked that. It was one of the songs I'm kind of most proud of that I put out recently. But um, so yeah, I've been popping up a, a ton of uh, albums on my Bandcamp for people to use for those type very type things, and and Dan did a great job with it. So check out his website. DanielNovakPhoto.com and see um, some uh, some cyanotype action. So uh, thank you, Dan, for uh, for uh, yeah using my music and for uh, being a, a valuable resource to the community. So uh, very cool. Well, hey, Mike, was was that recent album? Was that the one that had a picture of like a woman's uh, shoe stepping <laughs> on a pedal? Was that? I, uh, it might have been that album. I can't remember. I I, I put oh. up like fifteen albums in the last year, so I don't remember which one's which. But, oh. That wouldn't but, that wouldn't have to be Jess's favorite. Oh, I'm sure it's just she made a comment as soon as I released that album about Mike, Mike and his feet or something like that or something. But <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I think I think I, 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 just to bother Jess, I think every album I put out now is just going to have bare feet on the front cover or something. Just, <laughs> just, just see, see, what can, see what I can do about that. But uh, <laughs> all right. It's uh, funny how you can uh, get focused on a, on a certain topic just with a small amount of encouragement. <laughs> Right. Well, that's that's the whole that's, that's the whole shtick of this podcast. We've been saying the same jokes for uh, 375 episodes. So, <laughs> uh, oh, all right. Man. So, uh, what do we have next? Is uh, is, I guess it's you, uh, Kukavika. What, what's the next uh, email? Uh, so this one is from um, Bob. I can't see because when whoever screenshotted it, because I'm a knuckle dragger and I'm not on Instagram or Facebook Messenger, it's got like the little camera icon over it. But it looks like it's something OH uh, from London. It's the one that says Silver Linings Project and Helping Cancer Research with Our Art. Okay. Uh, let me, I'll look at the, go ahead and start reading it. I'll, I'll get who it is in here in a second. Okay. So it says, hey, Mike, uh, thank you so much for your reply. Was just listening to the latest episode of the podcast, Traveling Home from Work. That's awesome to read about, Mike. Thank you so much. In terms of links, my website that has a selection of my work, both film and digital, is... Oh, well, there's his name right there. Rich, Rich, Richard Rich, Alexander, Rich Alexander Photography. Yeah. Yep. I'm not super active on this Insta as I'm trying to move more toward physical work, but I started an account for my zines called at C zines, which is at, at C zine on Insta. I'm hoping to be more active on there as I develop more zines and printed work in the future. Thank you again, Mike. And I hope all is well. Best wishes from a rainy night in London. Uh, Rich. Yeah, Rich uh, Rich Alexander. Uh, he's got a website, richalexanderphotography.com. And again, his Instagram account is at C, like the ocean, S-E-A, zine uh, on Instagram. So, uh, yeah. Um, well, thank you, uh, Richard. Um, very nice to hear from you. And I, I, I will say this. I screwed up. Um, there, there is a first part to his email that it's why the, the, maybe that second email didn't make as much sense. But so because it was a reply right it's yeah it was a reply yeah that's where i messed up but his first email and this might make it all make more sense he says hey mike hope you're all uh doing well i've been listening to the podcast for a little while and i love the laid-back atmosphere you create with it always a good listen well thank you thank you he says "Uh, i wanted to email to end to you after listening to the last few episodes where you guys spoke about the silver linings project earlier in the year i embarked on a similar project of my own after sadly losing a loved one at the beginning of the year 
it gave me the push I needed to make my first mini photo zine, which is a pay what you can zine with all the money raised going to Cancer Research UK. I was overwhelmed, much like you guys, by the response from friends and family, and the project of only 15 zines has raised over 200 pounds so far. I want to do similar projects in the future with zines and prints, and it's such a nice opportunity to do some good with our passion. I think that you guys coming up with this concept and promoting it on the show with, uh, with, uh, with will inspire others to start similar projects, which is awesome. Thank you guys so much for using your platform for such an amazing cause, sending positive vibes from London, England, Rich Alexander. So now that makes more sense because uh, yeah. he says in the second email, uh, 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 that's awesome about the readout, Mike, because I told him I was going to read that email. Uh, and then he tells us where uh, to get his zines and stuff like that. So uh, I'll have uh, all this in the show notes as well to check out his site and all that. But uh, so, yeah, that makes uh, that. That, that that definitely brings it home a little more now. <laughs> it's more than just about not wanting to post on Instagram and and yeah. do. Uh, but the guy was actually um, doing something very similar to the Silver Linings project. So very very cool, right? That's awesome. That's all. Awesome. And it's so sad that he lost somebody. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just yeah. That's all. It's awesome what he's doing. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe he can join in with us next year. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Rich Alexander, for your thoughts and for uh, doing something uh, as well for, to uh, help the cause to F cancer. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. F cancer. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's our emails uh, for this week. And I think we need to take us another little break and we'll have a final segment. I think we might do a, a call in camera review and, uh, and get on, get the hell on out of here. But uh, um, uh, we will uh, take us one final little break and uh, we'll be right back, folks. We're back for the final segment and one other little thing uh, we got a call and camera view I want to get to but uh, one, one little thing I forgot to mention in kind of the announcement section is uh, Lomo Chrome Turquoise is back and oh, yeah. uh, you can pre-order it now I did a pre-order for like a five pack of 120 and which was strangely cheaper than a five pack of 35 millimeter I thought that was kind of odd but oh, not much cheaper just by a couple of cents but it ended up being about 10 bucks a row I think it was like a little over 50 bucks with shipping to uh, do pre-order of Loma Chrome Turquoise so I, I ordered five rows of it because I've always wanted to shoot it and uh, and uh, uh, actually Mario Piper sent me a row of 35 millimeter I still need to shoot uh, and I thought oh my god this is a, a real treasure to have a a row of turquoise i always wanted to shoot it but now it's apparently back out it'll be i think it doesn't get delivered till i think june of 2022 so it'll be a while but hey pre-orders are out there so if you've ever want ever wanted to shoot loma chrome turquoise it is uh up on lamography's website so uh, get your pre-orders in for that so uh uh i don't know mike andre you guys uh feeling that you you think you get any yeah yeah, I, I never shot it before, but like the way everyone talks about it with like a reverence and like a passion, I'm just like, when I saw that email from them, I'm like, well, heck yeah. So I did what you did. I got five rolls of 120. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's going to be, a, I think it's going to be one of those films. It may be a little even more controversial than Lomo Curl Purple. I think people either love it or hate it. And uh, whereas I think people can be a little more lukewarm, uh, like either way on, on Purple, but Turquoise seems to be yeah. like, 
kind of gets a, a little crazier. It looks like from the examples I've seen of it. So, uh, uh, but I'm looking forward to it. Andre, I know, I know how you love, love these type of films. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially so I, orange skies. <laughs> I know. Well, it's been this whole like roller coaster of emotions about this. Cause at first I was just like, Nope, I'm not feeling it. And then uh, I've been talking a lot recently with, with Mario Piper and he, he essentially convinced me to to give it a try. Um, I haven't placed my order yet, but then I've been looking at more and more example pictures, and I think the blues look really cool, but the orange skies are really just killing me. Uh, um, yeah. So I don't know. I, I haven't pulled the trigger yet. <laughs> well, the, the one thing that I got wondering about is what it does to um, <clears throat> flesh tones, right? Because one of the... One of, one of the examples they had was like of a, I think it was a woman and her, her skin kind of looked gray. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'm remembering that right or not, but I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. Cause, well, cause know, that's, uh, oh, sorry, Mar- go ahead. Mar- no, go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but Mario Piper did a, uh, you know, he got a batch of it and he did a uh, episode on his podcast, uh, the Gen X uh, photography podcast. And he was talking about his experience with it. And he, I did, I do believe him. I remember him saying that, yeah, if you take people shots, they're going to look like Smurfs. And uh, so, so maybe, maybe not, not for, uh, for, for people portraiture or whatever, but, but yeah, I'm, it, it'll be fun to shoot. I mean, you know, what the hell, you, you know, five rows ain't gonna kill me, you know? So, yeah. What you mean? You shouldn't take pictures of people you like. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There's plenty of people you could take pictures of that aren't people you like. <laughs> Maybe my next album, I'll take some more pictures of bare feet with that. And it'll be like, there you go. Be like, blue feet flesh tones and uh oh my sure gosh oh jess will love it like uh she'll promote it on all her channels and all that stuff so yeah she'll be, be turned inside out <laughs> and and you know what else uh you know what i was talking to suzanne or texting her about you know she's i don't know why but she seems to think i know a lot about darkroom stuff and so she's been asking me some questions and i've been trying to answer but like one of the things i recommended she get is a foot switch and she just put a, a um a thing on there that she got a foot switch so hey so she's gonna be stabbing that thing with her foot and maybe it'll be a barefoot i don't know who knows <laughs> so don't know. Uh, suzanne lopez yeah absolutely yeah, nice. and, Which, and mike you do know a lot about dark printing well i guess but if you look at my work for the last three days i'm i'm feeling pretty um because because by the way those prints i was talking about with the blacks yeah, they're gone. They're black. They're black is black. So like um, tomorrow morning, I guess I'm just going to have to drop like a lot more off of the, the I don't know. Anyhow, yes. <laughs> so that's the funny thing about darkroom printing. Like you can feel like like you're the really know what you're doing and you can feel like you don't know crap all within about two seconds. Like it's like yeah, up yeah. and then down. I think that's, that's in general. I think that's just how I feel about photography in general. So, uh, but <laughs> or my photography anyway. But uh, oh, no, right. I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> all right, let's get to a call-in camera review. If you want to send a call in about anything in your film journey, uh, your darkroom work, uh, uh, you know, uh, your, your barefoot pictures or anything you want to talk about in your <laughs> film journey, uh, you can send those call ins to nagpositives at gmail.com. Just record the audio any way you can. The easiest way is just talking to your smarty phone on in the, the, the voice recording app and you can send that file to nagpositives at gmail.com and I'll put it in the queue to get on the air. Uh, this next one is going to come from uh, Tom Northenscode. And uh, he sends me an email along with it. He says, Mike, here's a call-in uh, review for the Olympus OM-1N. 
I forgot to mention where I'm calling in from. I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota area. Hey, uh, do you guys know there's a, uh, do you guys hear about the state that banned uh, large uh, soft drinks? Hey, this is not an email. This is this is my. This no, was it? I thought that was like New York or California or something, wasn't it? Was it New York? No, no, it was Minnesota. <laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, I, back to his email. Says <laughs> I live in Minneapolis, Minnesota area. Uh, Minnesota, I should say. All right, and uh, my name is Tom Northern Scold. My last name is pronounced just as spelled Northern Scold. I guess he thought I was going to butcher it, but I think I nailed it right from the get-go. He says, uh, <laughs> with the accent on the first cylinder, first syllable. Did I? Did I? Nor then scold. Maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been shooting since 1969, and have gotten back into film in a big way in the last several years. My wife and I put on photography workshops at our place in our in the countryside of Minnesota. I'll include the link below. Thanks again for putting out such a great podcast. And the link for his uh, photo workshops in the countryside of Minnesota is www.henhousephotoworkshops.com. Henhouse photoworkshops.com so check that out if you're in that area to maybe uh take place in one of these um photography workshops uh, put on by tom so but let's listen to what tom has to say about the olympus om-1 in well hello to mike and the entire negatives positives podcast crew um first want to thank you for the podcast that you put out i really enjoy the episodes uh i'm answering the call to uh, call in a uh, a review on uh, camera, and I was going to call in a review on the latest acquisition to my cameras, an Olympus OM-1N. I'd wanted to add a completely manual uh, body to my Olympus collection. I don't know, it's not a big collection. I've only got a couple others. I've got the I've got the 2N and I've got the 2S program. Um, but I wanted to add the uh, add the one in. I like going around sometimes shooting with just a completely manual camera, um, and picked this one up on eBay at a really decent price. And was a little bit nervous about the meter, but uh, got it and uh, works perfectly. It's a it's a very very simple camera. Um, you look through the viewfinder. It's a match needle system. It's a beautiful bright uh, big viewfinder. And all you see in there, other than the image, is the the little match needle plus minus and and the uh, and the needle itself. Um, if you haven't shot Olympus, one thing that sometimes can take folks a while to get used to is that the shutter speed is actually changed at the base of the lens. Um, I grew up shooting a, a Nikkor mat, so that wasn't a big deal to me because it's the same way on the Nikkor mat, but. Uh, for some folks, that takes a little bit of getting used to. Um, and the aperture is, is also on the lens barrel. Um, the body itself is very simple. There's a, uh, an ISO dial where oftentimes you'll see the, um, uh, the shutter speed dial. That's an ISO dial on this, on this camera, an on-off switch. Um, it's just a, a really beautiful camera. Um, does have a self-timer, uh, mirror lockup. Um, it is a light camera and very compact. The, the body itself weighs just over a pound and loaded up with the, or, or fitted with the 50 millimeter 1.4 lens. It comes in at one pound, 10 ounces. So it's a really, really lightweight system, nice and compact. Um, 
and it has one of the most beautiful sounding shutters. Um, I'll see if I can uh, replicate this for you. It's just this nice little spit of a shutter sound. I don't even know if you heard that, but it's very quiet, uh, very easy to be discreet with this camera. Uh, I've used it, uh, or I've used the uh, 2N and the SP for uh, street photography, and, and they're really quite discreet uh, cameras. And one of the beauties of the Olympus system is the lenses. Um, they are uh, they're very good lenses. Um, they're nice and compact. Um, you know, as, as I as you can figure out from the math, the 50 millimeter 1.4 lens weighs eight ounces. That's it. Um, the 35 millimeter uh, f/2 that I have is a nice size. All the lenses are nice and compact, um, and they're they're very good lenses. Um, you can find less expensive alternatives in the lenses. Uh, like there's a 35 f/2.8. There's a there's a 28. 2.8 and 3.5 or you can kind of pony up for the more expensive f2 versions or f1.4 versions um, but there are uh, uh, you know there there are a lot of options available it's just a really uh, um, fun system to shoot um, golly I'm trying to think if there's any caveats uh, this one uh, it does take the old style mercury battery the uh, the one and the one end take that so what I do is I picked up um, those MR9 battery adapters. I got mine from Chris Cam, uh, C R I S C A M, um, and yeah, they're forty bucks. But then I can use a 386 battery and a silver oxide battery, and they last forever. Um, and I can use those in any of my cameras that take the old mercury batteries. So I'd rather do that than than uh, kind of jury rig a uh, alkaline battery or something like that and and deal with the battery dying out on me a lot more frequently um, I'd rather put the money in up front and then have batteries that are going to last for a long time and and the nice thing with the silver oxide batteries is they have a flat discharge curve so you don't get into issues um, but anyway that's about it with the Olympus 1N um, it's relatively uh, inexpensive on the used market. I think I paid 115 U.S. dollars for uh, for this body. Uh, the only thing I had to do was replace the the light seals, which wasn't a big deal. Um, everything else was in phenomenal shape. I haven't felt the need to send this out for a CLA or anything. It's really, really in in beautiful shape. So 115 bucks for a beautiful piece of kit, uh, I think, is is really a good deal. Um, that's about all I've got to say about the Olympus OM-1N. I uh, highly recommend it, and I highly recommend the, uh, the, the entire Olympus OM system. It's just really a, a phenomenal, um, phenomenal system. Thanks, and uh, please keep doing what you're doing with the podcast. I really do enjoy it, and I hope you found this useful. Thanks. Bye. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for that your calling camera view for the Olympus OM-1N. Uh, very, very informative there. I'm not an Olympi, an Olympus, Olymp Olympus, Olympusian. An Olympian. Oh, boy. <laughs> Better be careful with that. <laughs>
So I don't know much about that system. Uh, the one thing that does strike me about what every time I hear about these particular Olympus models is like uh, they have the shutter speed on the front of the camera. Uh, that would uh, now I, I know maybe some people like that. It seems like that would be clumsy to me, but I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think about it? I've I've used Olympus cameras several times. Sold a lot of them in college. Um, they're they're great. I, everything makes me want to like them more than I do. And I think the main thing is indeed the fact that the shutter speed dial is on that like collar that's like right up against the like the front body of the camera. Like my fingers just don't really fit well and and it's just so contrary to every other 35 millimeter camera that I use that if it were my only system, like if somebody were just getting into, 35 millimeter and if they were to pick up an om1 and start with that like build a, a system through there they wouldn't know any any different and this would not be an issue for them but because i started out with nikon anytime i use an olympus camera i'm like man there's so many great things about this but the position of that shutter speed dial just really messes with my head but fantastic cameras the OM-1 is all mechanical with the exception of the, the battery for the light meter. Um, really, really great camera. Hmm. I mean, OM-1N, I guess, does that is the battery just for the light meter on that, or is it for any of the electronics? I don't, I'm not sure on that one. But um, The only electronics are, are the, the battery. The, the, sorry, the light meter. Okay, okay. Well, thank you so much, Tom, for uh, for the uh, the call in. And again, like if you, uh, uh, we got uh, quite a few call in. Well, not, not quite a few. Don't have a ton, but uh, yeah. If you uh, have anything you want to talk about in your photo journey, or if you just want to call in and make fun of Andre for a couple minutes, I'll, I'll play that too. So, uh, and <laughs> put it in the queue to get on the air. But uh, all right, I guess. I guess we're done. This is going to be a long episode. You know, I, I, I thought that these uh, listener interaction episodes would be like shorter. We get them knocked out quick, but you know, uh, uh, we had to find out about the honeymoon and uh, and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> all the, you know, the romance, and we try to keep romance alive around here. So, uh, but so, <laughs> one uh, thing that I do want to mention uh, before we uh, kind of wrap up here is we did ha- uh, get a coffee donation. So I want to thank uh, Mr. Of course, you know him, you love him. He's our most frequent uh, uh, love gift, uh, uh, love gifter. And that's uh, Mr. Nigel Cliff. And he uh, says, simply uh, put in the uh, in the donation, uh, thought you were in need of a beer. Uh, have I not been drunk enough on these episodes? I'm not sure, but uh, apparently he thought I needed a beer and I have one now. Thanks to Nigel Cliff. So thank you, sir, so much for your, uh, your continued support of the podcast. So, uh, and that's uh, that's pretty much it. I guess we can get the hell on out of here. Uh, let's uh, uh, go ahead and find out, uh, get the socials out. Mike, uh, where can people check you out? Uh, my handle on Instagram is Drunk Darkroom, and that's about all I do. Um, yeah, <laughs> so if you want to uh, see some, some prints and uh, some other, I don't know, kind of mediocre photography, check it out. <laughs> 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 way, to, way to sell it. I love it. <laughs> hey, man, under under lower the expectations, right? Overperform. Right. But right. then again, if they don't even look, then then it's kind of defeated. So, <laughs> But then, hey, that's me. Welcome to my life. <laughs> it's, it's Andre. Where can people see your recently emptied out again Instagram account? Uh, well, the, the empty void can be located at Andre on film. <laughs> 
I think the other one may be blank too, or maybe there's a couple of things in there is Andre dot snapshots. And for anybody who has any interest in uh, watches, typewriters, and any other, you know, old stuff, uh, or just non mainly photography focused, uh, the other account that I created is Anachronistic Life. Whoa, he's got three accounts that he doesn't post anything on. That's impressive. <laughs> Very it's nice. really, it's really a skill that I'm honing. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All right, you, you can. Um, I will say this: after I get out these socials at the very end of the show, we will have a listener music track. Uh, I, I like to do these on these listener interaction shows. This one will come from none other than Kevin Lane from the Uncle Jonesy's Cameras Podcast, which he's now kind of uh, he's he's fast and furious with them now. He's kind of he's kind of back in the in the podcasting game. So if you haven't checked out Uncle Jonesy's Cameras Podcast, he's uh, Kevin Lane's back at it. But we're gonna listen to a track of his called Autumn Sky. Kevin Lane, Autumn Sky at the very end of the show after i get out my socials and we get out all that that stuff and say bye you'll hear kevin lane autumn sky which apparently mike just told me kukavika just told me uh, before we started recording that uh, kevin lane uh, made a, a a very uh um uh, i don't know uh, he threw down a gauntlet saying that he had the best uh something about having the best theme music of all the of all the podcasts i, I don't know i think it feel like, I feel like, it's, a, I feel like it's a challenge and uh <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it to me, man. That's what I thought. So, but Kevin's a great musician. He can play circles around me, and you'll probably hear that when we play his song "Autumn Sky" right after this. So, uh, all right, folks, you can check me out on Instagram at Gutterman Photo. Uh, you can email this program at negpositives at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group, uh, the Negative Positives Film Photo Podcast Facebook group, which uh, we're still. Uh, I think. I think. I think I just got a thing from uh, Facebook saying that somebody named uh, uh, a a Kivakook uh, Kivakook Mike uh, just uh, is joining, wanting to join or something. I don't know if I'm gonna let that guy in or not. Oh, but, man. But, so, but and then uh, let's see what else do we have. Uh, you can support this program on Coffee. It's ko-fi.com/slash/negative-positives. And uh, negative, our merch site is negativepositivespodcast.bigcartel.com where you can get overpriced t-shirts, hats, and a coffee mug uh, that I will <laughs> pay a couple of dollars for you to have. <laughs> pay a couple dollars for you to have. So, <laughs> anyway. It's so weird, man. <laughs> I should really think about it. I should really change my business practices. And not, 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 it's not working out. But Johnny Sisson, man. He, he, he set you up. He did. Set you up. I blame Sisson. Uh, we should all blame Johnny Sisson for a lot of things, but, uh, so, <laughs> including uh, Jepson's Malort. So, but uh, <laughs> wait, when am when am I trying this Jepson's Malort? Well, either when I go out to California or you come to Louisville, you're I've got I've got a shot here in the in the freezer waiting for you. So uh, and um, yeah, and uh, trust me, it won't freeze. There's uh, it's, it's, it's plenty of, there's plenty of river water in there, river sludge or something. Uh. <laughs> So, all right. Oh my gosh, it's like a margarine that won't melt in the microwave, right? <laughs> you should wonder if it should be ingested, but uh, you do it anyway. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, folks, uh, thanks for listening. Everybody, have a great week. Uh, thanks uh, to Mike Kugavica for helping us out again tonight, and uh, uh, everybody, stay positive and shoot some cool film photos. Awesome. Y'all take care.
The autumn sky has come alive. It's changing like a color wheel. The summer sang its sleepy lullabies. But